And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about Tom Hanks' career before 1999. I'm Mia. <laughs> And I'm Allie. P.S. I Love Rom-Coms is a podcast where each week, me and I, rom-com fangirls, put a quarter in the magic fortune-telling Zoltar machine and ask, hey, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? (laughs) Joining us today is the host of the popular podcast, You've Got Hanks, This is the Mix, and Inside the Disney Vault. And if she was in a rom-com, she'd be a princess from a fairy tale who fell into a magical portal and landed in the middle of New York City, where she falls in love with a handsome divorce lawyer with great hair. (laughs) You guys, it's the one, it's the only Rachel Chapman! Woo! I'm excited to be here. Um, That was Enchanted, right? Yeah! Yeah. I love that movie. It's so good. Rachel, we like to start off each episode with a little segment we call Which Rom-Com Hero Slash Heroine Are You Channeling? Uh, Where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine um and <laughs> mia would you start us off this week and tell us who you're channeling oh absolutely this week i am channeling david spade's character <laughs> from the uh recent rom-com the wrong missy oh, wow. um yes yes and uh <laughs> and this rom-com starring uh the amazing lauren lapkus um she plays it's a really you know what it's a great setup it's a fun farce it's um i forget specifically what happens but he i think he invites uh, someone named missy to his work retreat and it's like he's it means to invite the perfect woman named missy and he accidentally invites this woman who's um seems like undeniably insane and then um she's crazy on the trip but then spoilers they sort of like they fall in love and he like warms up to her and he like sees that she's really the right missy and um i'm sorry to spoil that but you could have guessed you could have guessed it is a rom-com um (laughs) but i feel that i'm channeling him because um my dog doug um is just the best but he he has like two modes and one is chaos doug and one is like cute doug and so he um well when he's like in chaos doug he'll like shred anything he actually shreds paper like i did never understood dog ate my homework and then it, i'm like what's well, a crazy excuse but it's like he will shred important documents like he will shred money if i let him i bet so um he's like as chaos doug but then when he is sweet it is like i'm like over the moon in love (laughs) with him and i can't get over it um because he's so cute and he's so sweet and so i feel like i'm david spade where i'm like i'm like oh my god he's crazy and then i'm like wait he's not he's amazing and adorable and i'm in love that's who i'm channeling this week (laughs) um Allie, who are you channeling? That, uh, okay, that makes sense. I was like, how's Mia channeling David Spade? <laughs> um, that makes sense. It all you explained it well. Um, this week, I 
think Thank I'm um, channeling Jennifer Goodwin's character Gigi from He's Just Not That Into You. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Uh, she There's this part in the movie where Gigi goes to talk to Jennifer Aniston, her co-worker, and she's like has this new theory she's like i have finally like she has like a really good conversation with justin long's character the bartender and she's like i have it all figured out i know how love works now like i i i talked to this guy and i my mind has been opened and i know how love and relationships work now um i haven't talked to any bartenders because we're in covid and we can't go into bars, but I have been reading, you know, books by myself. And in this book that I read um, called uh, A Little Life, there's a character in it that has like a philosophy about love. And like the philosophy is like when you find uh, a, a partner like you, uh, what is it? I was like, I, I wrote it down because it's like, this is this is it. This is this is what love is. It's like, you can't have it all with a partner. Nobody is the perfect person. You can pick probably three like key attributes and like look for those attributes, but you're going to have to compromise a little bit because no one's perfect. And I was like, of course, of course, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. Um, <laughs> what are the three attributes wow. you care about, Allie? And what are the other things you're willing to compromise about? And like they listed a bunch of attributes in the book. And I was like, okay, wow, mind blown. And then I got sad because I was like, oh, I can't have the perfect person. I don't know. And so, you know, that's um I I'm like I'm like Gigi right now. And like in that and I sound like kind of manic right now, even explaining it, which kind of like is how she is no. in the movie. She has like muffins, like crumbs in her hair. Um, and so I really am feeling that kind of like manic um, energy right now. It's like, I figured it out. I figured out why uh, I'm single. Um, so Wait, what, what are your three? Do you know your three? Are you yeah. comfortable sharing? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because I've, I've thought about it. Um, it's uh, kindness. Uh-huh. Um, is probably oh my, my God, main yeah. one. I want someone who's kind. Um, I want somebody who's intelligent. Uh-huh. And then um, my third one is like uh, kind, intelligent. And then I think it's like I want friendship. Those were the three that I want. Oh, those are nice. Um, um, but like in the book, like that's what one of the other characters wants as well. But because of that, he has to give up like kind of like a sexual part of his relationship and he also has to give up kind of like yeah it's a hey highly recommend the book um but yeah those are my three <laughs> okay oh my gosh well those are good ones. there's someone out there with those three but more um <laughs> thank you rachel yes but but sexy yeah, but, um, yes but also sexy but sexy but um but this week i'm channeling lucy from while you were sleeping <laughs> <gasps> oh my god <laughs> just watching the trailer for that movie being like should i watch this again i love that i love to talk I about love this that movie, movie. <laughs> i i listened to one of your episodes where you kind of i think it was the big sick where you're talking about the whole like being in a coma rom-com there's like coma rom-coms yes and you you didn't Absolutely. really uh say nice things about it uh but it, <laughs> 
It is really one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. I watch it almost every single year, uh, mostly for Bill Pullman. Um, And there's a line in the movie where Lucy says, because he says something about like, wearing her pants and she's like if you fit into my pants i'll kill myself or something like that (laughs) (laughs) it's so relatable um but i'm channeling lucy this week because i am alone and lucy at the beginning of the movie is so alone that like she just wants uh she's in chicago and she's works for like the subway or whatever um i the line i think is what it's called right (laughs) and um Mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't know yeah and uh her boss is like can you work christmas and she's like i just worked the last holiday and so she because she has no family to celebrate christmas with she's like always working the holidays <sighs> and uh i've been talking to a lot of people a lot of people are deciding now that they're gonna go home for christmas but i'm like dead set i'm gonna stay in la because i don't feel comfortable flying home um yes. and so yeah. a lot of people are like oh well you'll be around you can come go check on my apartment and it's like yeah okay on <laughs> christmas i'll just go check on everyone's apartment but the movie's great because then she finds a family and <laughs> oh, woman. yeah and then also uh, i just started watching for the first time the oc and um <laughs> Peter oh Gallagher. Congratulations. So I'm happy for Peter you. Gallagher's and while you were sleeping and she's in love with him. And I love Peter Gallagher and the OC. So it's like, yeah, I'm Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's so perfect. That's a perfect channeling. And I do want to, I just, yeah, I do want to say, I apologize for the, um, <laughs> critique of while you were sleeping that we have talked about. I, I actually haven't seen it since the 90s when it was one of my favorite VHS films to watch so I need to rewatch. I think it's the conceit for me as time Mm -hmm. has gone on has been at the time it seemed normal and now the conceit I'm like that's wild but I should rewatch because I did love that movie and I did feel for Lucy and I just this morning was thinking about when she gets boxed in um, by the van I think about that every time I put my little part (laughs) Um, it's uh, it's Bill Pullman who gets boxed in. Uh, Lucy's like, you shouldn't park that close to the other car because you might get trapped. And he's like, no, no, because you know men never listen. And then he does get stuck. <laughs> so then he decides to walk her home because he's got nothing else to do because his car's stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's very okay. sweet. Further evidence yeah, I need to it's rewatch. Very sweet. I know it's crazy, and it does. You know, for you know, people who get stressed out, it is like. Oh no, just tell the truth. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but it is a great movie and it's great for the holiday season. So I highly recommend a second watch. Yes. Okay. I'll be doing that because as we say, you know, it's it's not a rom-com unless it's Christmas. And I do remember her bringing home a Christmas tree, which is, which is a yeah. very fun. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about but there's a Christmas tree. She tries tree, I to you pull it up into her apartment. She's like, I should have gotten the uh, something fur because it's lighter. And then it breaks into her landlord's window. And he's like, no, stay. yes oh my gosh well speaking of things that age and how they age um let's get into (laughs) let's get into our movie discussion shall we um this week we watched the 1998 romantic comedy big 
In this film, 13-year-old Josh Baskin makes a wish on a magic Zoltar machine to be big. He gets his wish and turns into the 30-year-old version of himself, played by Tom Hanks. Josh manages to get a job at Macmillan Toy Company, and he gets a promotion testing new toys. Soon, a fellow employee, Susan Lawrence, played by Elizabeth Perkins, takes romantic interest in Josh. However, the pressure of living as an adult begins to overwhelm him, and he longs to return to the simple former life as a boy. Big was directed by Penny Marshall, uh, who also directed A League of Their Own, and was written by Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg, a.k.a. Steven Spielberg's sister. Um Whoa. Uh, and then here are just a couple little fun facts was um, so this was Penny Marshall's, I think, second movie directing project. And Marshall became the first female director to uh, ever direct a film that made more than 100 million at uh, the box office. So just a little shout out to uh, kind of powerhouse uh, female director Penny Marshall. Um Wow, 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 wow. So, um, guys, what are our initial thoughts? And was this any of our first time seeing this film? I what I, I mean, there's so many Tom Hanks movies that I love. But I always put this in my top five Tom Hanks movies. I don't, I don't. But yeah, it's one of my favorites. But this wasn't the first time I saw it. <laughs> what puts it in the top five for you? Because we, we also keep a top five. So we know that that's sort of like precious yeah. real estate. I think it's like, a, um, I love New York movies. Um, I just love New York. I mm-hmm. love the, I love New York and movies, you know, sometimes living in New York mm-hmm. is not a movie, but New York and movies is always magical. Um, I love Tom. Well, I mean, they're all, he's in the top five. because <laughs> It's the top five. <laughs> um, I think this is a great performance. He does really yeah. good as Josh. Mm-hmm. Like he really is a little kid. He's so good that he was nominated for an Oscar for this performance. Um, his first wow. Oscar nomination, he didn't win, but whatever. And then also it's like directed by Penny. I love Penny. <laughs> and it also has that like magical kind of element to it that I, mm-hmm. as a Disney person, I love magical and like the whole like, you know, like, I can make wishes on Zoltar machines and they'll come true, <laughs> but not really. So that's why it's, it's also like a lot of Tom Hanks movies are sad or war movies. So those aren't going to yeah. end up in the top five, but this one will. <laughs> I also really enjoyed this film. I had seen it as a kid, but, um, like I'd watched it when I was like, when I was probably like Josh's age, I think it was like the first time I saw it. And I remember that the concept was so stressful to me. Like the, especially, Oh my God, the scene where he is crying in the hotel room. Cause he is a little boy and he has to go be in the scary hotel by himself. Um, I remember as a child, it's like, it's so interesting that these like, the movies from this time are like there are just like what if a child had to be an adult and then they just give you like a real portrayal of how like emotionally that would be um but I remember like loving it but being like stressed out by it and then um yeah. yeah watching it this time I similarly found it delightful I thought the performance was amazing I thought it was gonna be really stressful I think the one thing about this movie that people talk yeah. about a lot is the fact that um that, they, that an adult sleeps with like a child in an adult's body and I was like prepared for it but it was like the way that they did it. It like a lot of it. It's it's a it, they're, they're you know they're writing a line, but it's uh, I, I'm not trying to say it's okay, but it um it wasn't as big of a distraction as I expected because there was this like 
nice overarching message of just sort of like um sort of like the vulnerability and the kindness of children and that and like putting that in adult world and how other adults are affected by that that actually i thought was was very nice and um there was one other thing i wanted to say oh yes and then what you were saying rachel about like loving Disney and like loving like the fantasy element. It also took me back to like a time where it's like in those nineties films where there was this like uh, magical realism thing happening when we were growing up where it was like, like Jumanji, uh, big drop dead Fred, where I just remember like, it was like every, like so many movies had uh, like a fantastical element. And I feel like you don't see that anymore in like a grounded way where now if that happens, it's like, a crazy movie for kids but back then it was like you could have that and you could be oscar nominated so i thought it was just also it was a nice walk down nostalgia lane yeah. for me yeah ali what do you think um so this was my first time ever seeing this movie yeah, yeah yeah um and it was just so it was so sweet and it made me miss the 90s so much because it yeah. was like, I, oh, man, I, I just saw so much of like my childhood there. And it was like, oh, I was not expecting that kind of like, like uh, nostalgia. Um, but yeah, uh, I think my biggest takeaways was it was like Tom Hanks was so incredible. And I don't think that this movie could have worked without him. I don't, I mean, I think Penny, it was both Penny Marshall and Tom Hanks together, like made this movie yeah. so special. Um, and it was like interesting because like I was reading about it and initially Steven Spielberg was going to direct this movie um, because, you know, his sister wrote it and um, who was, it was going to be Harrison Ford no. was going to play um can you imagine that harrison ford was gonna play josh um, josh never a child let's just face it he was born an adult right yes yes so like a child like i like he could never never yeah he's like steve martin yeah where it's like they've just been the same age forever and so i think um i think that both Penny and Tom are so right for this movie. And, and Tom, I also think like I was reading about his process and like Penny had the young boy who was playing Josh play all of the same scenes that um, Tom was going to play. And Tom just like watched him to try to like get into his mannerisms and stuff. And I thought that was so genius. And you so, I so, bought his performance he added yeah. so much heart to it and um i and one more thing was like because like there are there are a lot of like these kinds of movies these like you know kids growing up into adult movies and stuff like this and it was interesting because like i was also reading about how there were five other age change oh comedies that came out that year that big <laughs> came out yeah and big did way better than any of them. And I think it's just, I think a lot of it has to do with Tom Hanks's performance and, and, and Penny Marshall's um, direction. I totally agree with them together. It was, yeah, I agree. There was like a sensitivity and a seriousness that I was not expecting. And that also it's like, I don't see anymore where it's like, I feel like you couldn't have a movie now about 
a kid that becomes an adult that is just true that is like pulls at your heartstrings in that same way and also makes you be like oh my god look he's like there is like a real like the theme here is genuine that it's like it's like what if you could like drop into adult life but with the eyes of a child and the openness of a child and you see sort of like a lot of like the cruelty that exists just in like the way that humans have like become socialized um, and like the magic that gets like beaten out of you. And, um, and that like, it was interesting that even though it's like he was a kid and it's like, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if a kid became like, you know, a top executive. It's also like, he's really yeah. good at his well, job. It's <laughs> he's, he's really kid, good at it. So he knows what kids want. <laughs> but if that's like, mm-hmm. uh, that's like yeah. a thing, like, uh at work sometimes it's like oh because I used to work for like freeform and it was like I am the audience you just ask me what I would want and I'll tell you but sometimes people wouldn't listen to me and it's like no but I am the audience I am the audience even though I look like an adult but yeah um, I did want to say with the whole Tom Hanks, um, with them shooting stuff with uh, making uh, the little kid do stuff, which, by the way, that's David Moscow, who is in Newsies, which is another <laughs> one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, but they had him do it. And then Tom based his his character off of the kid rather than the kid trying to be like Tom Hanks. And uh, Tom... I think it might have been Penny who suggested that. And Tom took that with him into his role in Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump is like his, the reason why Forrest Gump talks like that and acts (sighs) like that is because he's basing it off of that little kid actor that they got to play little Forrest. And then it got him the actor. So, you know, Tom learning from (laughs) Penny Marshall. (laughs) I love them together, Penny and Tom. I like, I, I love Tom's relationship with his like these women that he's worked with because like I my favorite collab ever in the universe of forever and ever is Tom mm-hmm. and Nora Ephron. I think they're just like and their friendship <gasps> together is my favorite thing too. Like the way that he talks about Nora Ephron just uh it makes me love Tom more because it's like, yes, you get it. She is like this amazing person and he's so grateful to have worked with her and like he still talks about her to this day and it always makes me cry. Um but like he, his oh relationship God. with Penny too and the way that he worked with her, it was like he um I don't know, like he just like respected these women, these like so amazing women that I'm sure at the time was not, you know, as you know whatever he just was he's great and I love him so much and I love Penny Marshall so much yes. and I love their their working relationship too yes I love that yes and I think that oh yeah and I think that's also sort of like why he's able to do a role like that that like it, that it, it's like a role that it has to be like it just was so much vulnerability and then like hearing that he sort of had like sincere and genuine working relationships with women right at a time where it's like you certainly didn't have yeah. to um that i'm like oh that makes so much sense just in his performances and i also love his relationship with Nora Ephron i think like his performance in sleepless in seattle is like some of the funniest <laughs> tom hanks like that's like a him at him yeah. at his funniest to me. He's just the best. North's best. Penny's <laughs> best. Every, everything's the best. 
one scene that I really want to talk about, which is like probably the most iconic scene in the movie, is um, the piano dancing scene in um, FAO Shorts. And I just got to say <gasps> oh that like God. I... <sighs> I love FAO shorts and like maybe like uh, just like the 90s and like these toy stores, like big toy stores like that don't really exist anymore. Like I know that FAO shorts in New York, which I was lucky. I feel so lucky that I got to go to it before it was turned into um, an Apple store. Um, now it's just a big Apple store in New York. Um, no. Apple stores in front of it, but it still it was behind it, but yeah, it did end up shutting down, but now it's at the old NBC store at Rockefeller Center and it's not as big and glamorous oh. Oh. as it. There used to be yeah. one in my yeah. mall that I went to back in um Chicago and there was it was so cool and there was like a big clock and that talking tree and um I just uh this movie <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, there's just like an undeniable sweetness about it that is so it it gives you that like rom com y feeling that me and I love so much of just kind of like this like safety and this like um I don't know, this kind of safe feeling. But yeah, and then there was that incredible piano scene where like I read and I thought this was so funny. Um I think I read this on Mental Floss where it was like originally they had like brought dance doubles in to do the dance scene um if those yeah. two guys weren't able to and um but they saw them and they were like oh heck no we practiced this on a cardboard piano set like we know our dance moves and they were like determined to get it right and they got it i think in about one take um because they're like they're not gonna use doubles for this scene we're gonna be in it yeah uh, what I was thought was sad was the piano at the FAO Schwartz in New York was not this piano. Like this piano was like made for the movie so that it could they could play all those songs on it. But like the one there uh, was like this matte, you know, those giant matte pianos where it's like this isn't the same thing. <laughs> yes but i heard that the guy who made it for the movie then sold them after but they're like oh, very expensive it. um i i don't have room <laughs> in my apartment <laughs> could you imagine you could have yeah. an apartment like his oh i want that loft so bad and just like everything inside oh of my it God. <laughs> like like yeah, like oh a, my God. A, a like a ven- vending machines and like he was skateboarding around. Like I could practice roller skating in my <laughs> lot. The idea of having a trampoline that you could oh. jump in in your apartment made me gasp while I was watching the movie. At first, I was like, oh, "They're gonna hit their heads on the ceiling," but then I was like, "No, the ceilings are so high in his apartment um, that uh, he can jump on a trampoline." Oh God, that was so fun. No, but I. I get stressed watching now because I'm like, what if he f- jumps too high and then someone jumps and propels him <laughs> out the window? Because like, there's all those windows everywhere. Like, and he's on like the he's like the top floor 
uh, of like this uh, building and he's gonna die i just get stressed <laughs> i always think about like, trampolines stress me out i like i like sitting on them <laughs> I, I agree no i agree i um i get stressed whenever i see people on a trampoline and in this scene i immediately because i flash back oh, to one of my friends breaking <gasps> their collarbone on a trampoline and i'm like oh my god yeah. trampolines are bad when i get into susan's character played by elizabeth perkins a little bit who had such an interesting arc because she starts out <laughs> being so insane yeah. um like at the party <laughs> she wants to leave with she's him. like that that romantic comedy woman that's like so high strung and all, only thinks about her job and i was like you need to relax or like you know like kind of like a this <laughs> woman needs to get laid kind yeah, of feeling her boss you know even I mean? said have a drink susan <laughs> yes or two or something like that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a party yeah like she started out being like the most like one-dimensional version of that and i was like oh god but then she like warms up a lot but it was so funny that like there's a point where she leaves her boyfriend at the party and leaves with a different yeah. co-worker and also a fourth of the way in i realized did you guys feel this way that she looks all like exactly like millie yes. bobby brown i thought that exact <gasps> thing mia yeah. It was so distracting once I realized it. I literally couldn't stop thinking wow. about it. I was like, she looks exactly like, she looks exactly like Millie Bobby Brown and a little bit like Judy Garland too. Yes. Oh yeah. They should do uh, a, another big movie when Millie Bobby Brown is older um, and she plays Susan. <laughs> yes, she should play Tom Hanks. But cut out the, um, you know what, scene that oh, everyone yeah. talks about <laughs> the weird sex scene yeah oh yeah should we get into yeah, it yeah i think we should probably talk about it a little bit i think let's talk yeah it's so interesting because i was why i knew it was coming um and it was like uh, yeah sometimes with <sighs> movies i think in my mind i'm like i really like this movie i know that you know he's like he's a child she's in a you know adult's body and he's like touching her bra and then they you assume that they then they cut and you assume like okay well the next step is sex they're about to have sex or you could pull an alley in which i'm like i you know what i think i think he touches her bra and then i go think they go play monopoly and there's nothing wrong with this movie yeah. and we never actually see anything we never see them in a bed together and so that's, you know. Except for the uh, stereotypical cut to next day. Yeah. He's so happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's really it's interesting because yeah. I was yeah. thinking back to other movies where like 13 going on 30 and I was like, was there a sex scene there? And I was like, no, they did a really good job in that movie. Only having yeah. Jennifer, like the most Jennifer. she does is like kiss somebody. Yeah. Um, does she even kiss anybody? And her, um, I don't know, but there is like at the beginning, her boyfriend comes out of the shower and it's like, Hey, trying to have sexy time or whatever. And she's like, no, <laughs> you're a yeah. old man. <laughs> I, think, I, yeah, I don't, maybe she kisses Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. Yeah, I still, and then even the math on that, cause I agree. I think that's the best example of how to like handle <laughs> adult a child in an adult body in romance but i still get the math confused i was thinking about this last night because i was like at the end of that movie she's 13 and she's 13 in a 30 year old's body and then she she like gets the magic 
dust and goes back to the past again. But then she brings Maddie back to the thir- when they're 30 and getting married. And so I'm always like, did she? I think that's just like a cut to yeah. the future. Yes. Th- okay. That's what I told myself as well. That it's like, okay, then they, they lived the next 17 yes. years. And then yeah. now they're yeah. getting married. Okay. I kind of wanted yeah, yeah, so that, something think, similar yeah. to happen in this movie. Like I, I felt myself wishing, because they don't, yeah, spoilers, uh, they don't end up together. He changes back into a little boy <laughs> in front of her, which is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't, don't make this poor woman have to watch the man she had sex with turn back into a little boy. Don't do that to her. She already feels like shit. And then they do. And then Penny Marshall does that to her. And she's like, I'm disgusting. I'm sure. I'm sure um, she was thinking I'm disgusting. But I wish that we could like cut to, you know, 10 years in the future. Josh is 23 and, you know, um, she's whatever age and like see them together and that they end up together because I feel like that would not that it justifies, you know, um, that weird sex that they had, but it it could at least be like they're soulmates and they were going to end up together eventually. And that I that's how that would be the rewrite I would pitch for the Millie Bobby Brown version. Yeah, I I would just feel weird knowing that I'm waiting for a, a kid to reach a legal <laughs> age before I date, you know? Yeah. It, it, the Green. whole thing is just weird if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like the Jacob and Renesmee um, from Twilight. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, how do we, like, how do we? It reminds me of that teacher-student relationship that was in the news. Of course, I know the exact one you're talking about. Because that's like when we were all growing up. That's like when and their photos were constantly in the paper. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is a hard one. I I mean, it's it's not hard. It's not okay. (laughs) But (laughs) it's not hard. But I just like trying to think to that time because I was a child then. So I'm not, I'm like, culture just must have been so strange because I assuming people were like okay with that at the time. And I guess so for some reason, and I read this on Mental Floss, Deborah Winger wanted wanted Anne Spielberg to switch the genders. So I don't know why Deborah Winger was in the discussion at all. <laughs> How but did she get in there? Was, how did she get? Why? Oh, was she up for the <gasps> role or oh. something? And she wanted them to switch the oh maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe she if, just wanted the good part no it just says yeah oh, no it just says the actress kept asking her director friend if the gender could be switched nope she wasn't gonna be in <laughs> i think i read that somewhere and then someone was like but that would be worse because then it would be like a girl yeah a little girl yeah with an older man or something and for some reason that feels more taboo mm-hmm. but like I don't know. It's bad both yeah, ways. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, I think it reveals, yeah, because in this, it's like Marshall says that she was like, oh, but it, also the quote's crazy. It's like, no, if we had a 35 year old and a, a 12, get it with man and a 12 year old girl, that would be something from Penthouse or Hustler, which are like normal porn, right? So it's like, that's what was happening, what was happening in the 90s. In the 90s. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was like this weird thing about like, it is like kind of this gross, like boys will be boys thing where it's like a little girl, an old man, no way. But little boys, they're dogs. Yeah. Like very like, yeah. and it's like, oh my God, no, everybody's it's a, a child. child. 
Everyone is a child. Yeah. And I, you know, but even as a kid, I remember him feeling her boob always gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Like as yeah. a kid looking at that, I was always like, I don't like that. Especially because she looked, I mean, now she's like young and hot to me. But as a child, I was like, that's an older woman. Yeah. I was like, that's an old woman. Yeah. Um, I do think what happens right afterwards is very funny where she turns off the lights and then he turns them oh, back on. Yeah, I did. I did like that actually, too. I just thought that was funny, but also an awkward moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, if that is something I can say. <laughs> yeah, because it was very 80s and yeah. you don't see anything. Yeah. But she does take forever unbuttoning her shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One like, thing I was wondering about is like, she, and maybe this is just because she's a nice maybe she's just a nice woman and I'm a mean woman but she never like (laughs) questions him really in his like taste for things she never goes like a trampoline bunk beds what's going on um (laughs) she just kind of like looks at it and quietly like accepts it all and maybe that's why they're so perfect for each other and maybe I'm old and jaded now but that kind of bumped for me was like her lack of curiosity in in that and the fact that he had like a 13 year old always hanging around him no that that got me too especially in the beginning because i think it's like i think her character improves over the movie but in the beginning when she's in the limousine with him and she's like he's clearly not talking to her just like as an adult woman i i was just like what are you doing where he's just clearly ignoring her and she's like i'm being vulnerable right now <laughs> and and um he's not paying attention to her and she keeps trying to have uh, like a, a conversation and I was like you seem so like so insane um so yeah I agree that like when that I was like oh, okay she's like this character is like like this is too unbelievable that she's like um I don't know like yeah just like missing all of these signs but then then it's fun then I do enjoy the conversation where he's like I'm a child and she's like okay like aren't we all like that's that's like a good I love a good mix up like that (laughs) I'm a 13 year old boy oh like yeah I like that I like that but I agree with you Alex but I do think it's funny when she she's like oh you want to sleep over and she's like yeah and it's like okay but I get tough (laughs) that was a good joke that was a good joke and I do like that because it's like she did have this interesting arc where it's like we learned that in her past she is somebody that sort of has intentionally like slept her way up a corporate ladder and like I do like that moment when I mean no he's a child so he also just doesn't understand (laughs) but it's nice for her when then they go to sleep in the bunk beds and she realizes they're not gonna have sex but then she's like feels like um, you can see it that she feels like good about that and like valued and i don't know where i'm going with this but um that's a nice moment nice moment to, yeah. to see her her grow and he gives her the compass ring oh sweet. so you don't get lost yeah. and i i love yeah. that because i feel like that's like it connects to the theme of the movie about just like children not getting lost when they become adults you know like yeah. i think he helps her yeah connect back to who you are as a kid which I and I think that's actually yeah. the thing that makes me really like this movie is that I do think that's like a very important theme. Yeah, that I don't see a lot. 
in stories. It was just like something really beautiful. Like I think back to that scene when he's at the party and he walks in and he just says hi to everybody he knows. He says hi to his secretary. He says hi to like people he's seen in the meeting and just like just that kind of like <laughs> you were at the meeting. Una- yeah. Just like this like unabashed like <laughs> kindness. And there has like no ego whatsoever. And it was like, oh yeah. You're like that as a kid. You say hi to everybody versus like yeah. sometimes I feel like I still go to parties and like pretend to ignore people who are, you know, I know and I don't know why I do that. <laughs> and um, yes. it's like, oh, yeah, he's just saying hi. I like when he walks in and everyone's staring at him and he thinks it is flies. Yeah. I also love when he eats the little corn and he eats it like corn. I read that that was improvised oh. by Tom. Oh my God. Um, that was his choice. Oh my God. Oh, I love that. That is so good. Wow. Yeah. And that moment also, I don't know why it breaks my heart when he walks in and he's so proud of his like crazy silver embroidered white suit with a tailcoat mm-hmm. and he's like walking in and being like this is dope and then everyone's like laughing at him and he's sort of like yeah he like thinks this flies out there's something about that that like also breaks my heart because it's that like childlike innocence where you're like I like the things I like and then like slowly the world starts to be like create like sort of bumpers for who you should be to be acceptable yeah um yeah and there's just something like about just watching an adult actor embody that that is like very very powerful and i think is actually yeah i think that's like an important story and it's like that's it just oh my god just my heart strings mm-hmm. yeah it's so sweet, it's so sweet. <laughs> should we uh counting some of our tropes like our familiar yes. rom-com tropes that we've spotted in this film absolutely do you want to kick us off, Allie? For sure. Um, okay, so obviously uh, a big one that we've already talked about that this movie is like all about is kind of like a magical age transformation trope uh, where we see this in movies like 13 going on 30. I, you know, it's I would also put like body swapping trope in that kind of like there's like Freaky Friday kind of a thing. Um both 17s mm-hmm. again yeah well there's two different 17s one with tia and tamara and taj and then one with zach efron and, and oh, yeah. yeah um that zach efron one really went into the whole relationship with a younger with his daughter right i don't know oh yeah it, that was a weird there's a lot of bad yeah there's a lot of like yeah those <laughs> 90s were weird <laughs> then um we have oh oh i have like um like a meet cute where they literally run into each other and their papers fly everywhere and then they're like on the ground sorting (laughs) through their papers and it's like and they're like hands are touching and it's like oh i love that that's like (laughs) the classic uh rom-com meet cute of like (laughs) bumping into each other and our papers uh i love it i live for that um I have a uh, spontaneous dance sequence, um, the very famous piano uh, scene. Um, I have giant apartment um, where he's a giant apartment. And it's like, I wonder. Yeah, I do wonder. Maybe he has a really big salary and he can afford it. But still, it's like a really big apartment. Um, yeah. I have... Um, the trope of tending to your crush's wounds where 
somebody gets injured mm-hmm. and the other person it's like oh no it's like i would say this is part of the perfect sexy circumstance trope where it's like oh you're hurt and now i have to tend to your wound um yes. physically and emotionally like blowing, yeah. um and then i have the trope of one dimensional x um oh crap what what what's that guy's name it's the oh oh i want to say james bader but that's not it he's the dad in beethoven (laughs) it is oh that's what i meant yeah (laughs) i'd say he's i'm so sorry to this actor i didn't have time to look up your name and i also wrote in parentheses dad from home alone (laughs) Um, but he's kind of the one-dimensional x kind of character um where he's just like i'm a businessman who's cutthroat and i don't understand fun at all um i don't get it yeah um i have men (laughs) playing sports oh yeah did you count that where he plays squash with him too Yes. And I, yeah, it's tricky because normally that's where like men talk about their feelings. But I think, um, oh, first of all, wow, what a great scene. Also, I freaking loved that yes. scene. Um, yeah. It's also that like child being like, no, you're lying. You're a liar. You're cheating. And like not like being relentless about that where adults feel like embarrassed and are like, okay. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it counts, Allie, just because we, you got to see two men playing sports, ideally in a public park. Yeah. So I think it counts. And then um, I have what? What? Oh, my last one is um, uh, best friend interested in your love life. Like he has his little buddy who yeah he talks to on the walkie talkie, and they talk about um, Cynthia. And then um, oh yeah, at the beginning, kind of yeah, he's such a good little hype man. Yeah, that's that's um, what I have. Mia, Mia, what did you spot? Yours is the most magical and romantic place. Um, sure. Cut to no middle part to sex. Thank God in this case. <laughs> I had I had Home Alone dad, not James Spader, as good on paper guy, but is he? I don't know. He's pretty awful. Maybe not. Yeah, he's terrible. He's awful. We're not counting him as good on paper guy. Um, <laughs> okay, this one's insane, and we shouldn't count it. I'm not going to count childhood flashback, but I was like. <laughs> He's a child, but no, it doesn't count. <laughs> so <laughs> I only had, I really, I really came up. I got, honestly was too engrossed and I just wasn't able to like clock as many. So I, I'm coming up a little short this yeah. week, but uh, so that's my, I think two of mine made it. Rachel, um, did you spot I wrote down some. Yay! So the big work project or a big presentation, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. Any good rom-com or improv uh, scene. Yeah, you always have some big thing that you're working on at the end, and he just walks yes, out. They always walk <laughs> out of the big presentation. Yeah. Um, I had, is there, I don't know if this is a rom com trope, but I, I think it's just a comedy trope, but like you eat something gross and then someone tells you what it is, and then you're like, what? Yeah. Can I just eat? You did that with the caviar, but it reminded me of like Passport to Paris or It Takes Two. So maybe it's just American actually <laughs> trope. Um, I had uh, like a clarifying walk, 
like you're walking around and you realize something like uh, when he's walking around his hometown and he's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a kid again. But it just reminded me of like when Harry met Sally, when he's thinking about Sally and then also in Clueless when she realizes that I love she the loves just Josh. like <laughs> goes off in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love that. That's so good. Um, this I don't know if this counts, but iconic New York landmark. Um like they had FAO shorts, but I just think about like when Harry Met Sally has the Katz's Deli, and then so like Seattle has the I don't know, Serendipity has, yeah, yeah, um, Serendipity has Serendipity <laughs> <laughs> or Bloomingdale's, I don't know, um, and then what else? Oh, I don't know if this, but like a, the best friends, like you've changed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like love yeah. changes the person. <laughs> And then it messes with the friendship. Yeah. We see that in um, Saving Silverman. Maybe that's not a rom-com. Um, but I think that Yeah, counts. maybe these are more comedy shows. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that. I did have, and then I had holding a big secret from the other person the whole time. Yes. Like like secret expose. Kind of but, like, and she's all that. Yeah. The bet. The secret expose. Yeah, or never been kissed. The secret child. Yeah. yeah. Secret child. Secret. I'm a child. Um, that made me think of three more. Oh. <gasps> Can I redeem myself oh my by adding more? Okay. Think, okay. Because um, what you were saying about something about the office is that um, this is like a trope they talk about in Isn't It Romantic? Where it's just like everyone is dating each other in the office and there's like no HR department, right? Where it's like, and it's like the 90s but or the 80s, but it's also like, you, no one's regulating that. Um and then yeah. um, the couples are yes, the couples are straight and white, which is a um, which is a trope we don't like. That um, the farther back we go, the more finite that is. But it's changing. Boo! Boo. <laughs> <laughs> the only other one, but I I don't know if this was a trope or just something. Uh, but like having mustard on your face. <laughs> oh, that is no that. What, I wrote that down. Oh my god! No, no, Rachel, I wrote that down too, and it wasn't on my list. Oh, you know what happened? Okay. I started taking notes on my computer, and then I switched to my phone. Uh, Oh. And they they did sync because I also wrote down um like food on your face you can't see because it's either that or like the most insane is like the foam mustache yes where it's like who doesn't oh, know yeah. they have a mustache full of cream <laughs> um, so I think you're right and also I thought that was gross <laughs> I thought it was so gross to watch her try to lick mustard off of her face in like three different cuts I was like please stop <laughs> I didn't want to see it don't ever um, eat like messily like in foam. front of Mia. <laughs> it's not even that. I'm such a messy eater. I just don't. I, it's like I didn't like thinking about the actress having to do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, is that actually mustard? Yeah. Like, that would suck. <laughs> even though I like mustard, just, you know, it's not part of your meal. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I got so excited because I realized I had more notes. Um, great. Well, that brings us to 19 tropes, which is pretty good. Nice. Wow. Okay. Well, I think it's time to rate this rom-com. We here at PSI Love Rom-Coms have an ever-changing list of top five rom-coms. The list started off with the top five highest grossing rom-coms. But over the last couple of months, we've watched more and more films and we voted in and off many a rom-com. And as of now, here are our top five rom-coms. We have... The Best Man, When Harry Met Sally, 
love and basketball, dirty dancing, and my big fat Greek wedding. So now if we choose today, we can put big on that list, but we all have to unanimously agree to vote off one of those other top five to replace it with. So guys, what are we thinking? Does big deserve a spot on that top five list? And if so, who should it knock off? I think Tom Hanks should be on there somewhere, but I don't think big is his biggest (laughs) rom-com. Yeah. So I'm going to, I, I also think this movie tends to more come drum the fantasy than the rom-com. Yes. Does that make sense? 100%, 100% tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I would like to, I know this isn't a thing you can do, but I would like to nominate uh, You've Got Mail, my favorite <laughs> Tom Hanks from <laughs> to the top five instead but i um yeah um no because i think tom should be up there i know that everyone is uh, they automatically think that he's in when harry met sally but he's not and yes that is the best Nora efron rom-com page um yeah i think that tom (laughs) should be there somewhere and (laughs) that's just me as tom's number one here's what i'll say is that if you look closely at the list, he is on it because he's one of the executive producers of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, along with Rita Wilson. He is, you know, but OK, we'll give well, I guess we'll give him that for now. But I want to see his face, not just his name in the credits. <laughs> I know. I agree. I, I agree completely where I am like, I want Tom Hanks on this list. I don't think it's big. And it's tough for me because I know we don't, we, we don't bring in films we haven't watched, but I similarly am having the same thought process where I'm like, what Tom Hanks is it for me? And I think what's hard is that it's like my favorite Tom Hanks performances aren't always in rom-coms that like could knock yeah. one off, which is like, I think my favorite rom-com, my favorite Tom Hanks rom-com performance is Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. but I don't think Sleepless in Seattle meets You've Got Mail or When Harry Met Sally. So it's hard, but yeah. I do think, well, I, I do think he will grace our top five with his presence at some point is what i'll say yeah okay well i i'm hoping (laughs) (laughs) well it looks like um unfortunately tom hanks does not make it onto the uh list as an actor although he still holds his title as uh, an excellent executive producer uh for my big fat greek wedding um but who knows he still has a chance to be on the list we still have to watch joe versus the volcano the volcano oh no but i really really want to oh it's very fun i watched it for the first time for my podcast and i was pleasantly surprised meg ryan really kills it um but yeah (laughs) oh my god i can't wait i cannot wait to watch him and meg ryan again because i can't get enough i can't get enough um well now that we've accepted the results and we're all happy. I think it's time for our final segment, reality check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices in the rom-coms we've just watched and see if they hold up in the real world. This week, we wanted to look at the rom-com plot device of rom-coms tending to your crush's wound. Have any of us ever tended or been tended to by a crush? 
I I want to just say no. Like I'm probably I've probably been like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Let me help. And they're like, get away. Or like I fall down, and they're like, oh my god, are you okay? Okay, bye. It's like, no, help me. Um, so I've never experienced it, but I'm sure it's happened. Um, oh but yeah, you know, or like bad. Okay, this is bad, and maybe I'll cut it out. But this isn't good. But I just realized that, like, while I haven't had the tending to your crush's wound, I have had people help me when I'm throwing up. <laughs> where, um, <laughs> where, like, for various reasons, mostly, mostly that I drank too much, I'll be throwing. <laughs> Maybe up like you had a really <laughs> bad case of the flu one time. <laughs> No, I just yeah. know thinking about it is all exclusively times that I drank too much, but uh, which is not that I, you guys, I was in college and I um, am a lightweight. I didn't understand um, how to, I was bad at understanding my capacity for alcohol and until I got older and now I get it. Um, but yeah, I would say I have had it where I have been sick and my crush has tended to me and it while horrible and embarrassing in the moment, and I was did not want them there, I reflect on the memory fondly, is what I'll say. I don't know. <laughs> that's like that happens in ten things I hate about you. That's like a very like ten, yeah. like a moment where like Pat <gasps> Stratford's like very vulnerable, and she gets sick, and Heath Ledger is there to rub her back and hold her hair. Yeah, and I, and I think there is something where it's so, it's so stupid because it does work in real life a bit where mm-hmm. it's like when you have to rely on somebody because this isn't a lot of rom-coms too. Like you get sick and the other person has to bring you things like you've got mail and kissing Jessica Stein. There is like a certain amount of like, uh, okay, I'm like, <laughs> I'm vulnerable and I need your help that I think does does maybe check out for me in terms of um, having, could bring you a little closer, but I don't recommend it. And everyone, you could probably only have two to three drinks um uh, <laughs> that's probably the amount you should have um okay Allie uh, I mean the I mean my personality is one of like if I'm like and maybe this is like a, if I'm like wounded or hurt I'm usually if people are like are you okay I'm always like I'm fine I'm okay don't worry about me I don't want to be a burden leave me alone I don't want anybody to see me vulnerable um so that's usually my default um so but the closest thing I have had to this was like I had just started dating somebody like maybe we had been on it was like our third date and I was really late for the date and I was like running um (sighs) running to make it on time because uh like the place we were where we were meeting was close to my apartment. So I was like, I was late and I was running and I got there and I ha- hadn't eaten anything. I think uh, like either all day or like, I just like did not eat enough that day. And I fainted. Um, and um, oh my, God. The, my date had to catch me as I fainted. And um he like oh, no. carried me into his apartment and like we didn't end up going on our like fancy dinner instead i just like sat on his couch for like an hour and a half and um he made me soup and so yeah i think oh, it was no. pretty romantic um but the thing was like i couldn't really I- enjoy it because i was so embarrassed that i fainted um and that like as an adult <laughs> i you know 
didn't take care of myself enough that day. And I, you know, had to be vulnerable in front of somebody. And that was embarrassing. And I couldn't enjoy the romance of being taken care of. Oh, that kind of reminded me there were no crushes around. But the last time I hurt myself was I fell down skating at midnight roller rink and um, the person on the oh, speakers had to make an announcement that said, skate around her, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it was like, avoid her, ignore her. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I think that's <laughs> the opposite. Uh, but wouldn't it be so romantic if some guy came by and was like, you need help? <laughs> but no, it was... Avoid her. <laughs> She's just in the middle of the room. Oh my god, that's oh fuck that person for not being like someone. Go help her, or him yeah. just helping you. You know, yeah. instead of making an announcement, or just like not saying <laughs> anything at all would have been very nice. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I will say that in terms of like the physical pain thing, it's I feel like that is hard. It's like adults get so weird about physical pain. Like, I feel like anytime someone like bumps their head or like actually injures themselves, I do feel like people's responses to like not acknowledge. Like, if someone falls down, I feel like people like are more often than not like not acknowledging that it happened. Um, yeah. But I do think you could stretch it. It sounds like it checks out in that like sometimes that has happened, but that basically none of us have enjoyed it while it's happening. <laughs> so you can only enjoy it in retrospect. <laughs> Rachel on that note thank you so much for joining us today um, such a blast to have a Tom Hanks oh. expert on to discuss uh, such a delightful <laughs> film do you have any social media <laughs> things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners oh boy um, okay well uh, um, my all my socials are Lady Tom Hanks yes <laughs> I guess if no one knows me, it, it, I'm starting to sound a little crazy. I love Tom Hanks, but not like that. I, I'm not like upset. <laughs> I'm maybe I don't know. I'm not obsessed, Tom. If you're listening, I'm not obsessed with you. I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> okay, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm Lady Tom Hanks. I have a, a million podcasts. Uh, you've got Hanks, where I went through all of Tom Hanks movies and talked about them, and then. Inside the Disney Vault with Oscar and Claire, where we go through all the Disney movies. And then I also have a TikTok podcast because um, I need to talk about TikTok. And then, uh, and then I, uh, this is the mix where people make me mixtapes and then we talk about high school, I love which that. is really fun. Oh. And yeah, well, you guys should both be on it. Make me a mix <gasps> and I'll get you on. Um, oh my God. It has to be a high school mix. Um, oh, wow. And we'll talk about our high school days which is you know fun <laughs> a fun trip down memory lane um and any romantic advice i have for people is uh you know it is, as rupaul says um if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else oh uh, wow so, yeah you gotta love yourself i first. love that <laughs> i love that that's amazing well Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We have a new episode out every week. And remember to subscribe and rate. And we are brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, and P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Me too. Howdy, folks. This is Jacob Ben Shmuel 
the co-creator and showrunner of One Million Musicals. This month, shootout, horses, and a sheriff just trying to keep the peace. You see, it might sound crazy to some, but I'm a lawman with no gun. Oh, I've been... The Lawman with No Gun, starring Book of Mormon's Kevin Clay, is available now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.